You're listening to the Embrace Church podcast. To learn more about Embrace Church, including additional messages, resources, and how to connect, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Today's message comes from Stephen Brumbelow. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to uh, Embrace uh, Worship uh, Experience. My name is Stephen Brumbelow. I'm one of the teaching pastors here. And we just want to take a second to say, hey, thank you uh, to everyone who's involved with Embrace, for those who are finding places to serve and and those who are just uh, have been coming. We, we just we, we just love it that you're a part of us. And we thank you for giving uh, to Embrace. And so we would just encourage you that, uh, to, to continue to do so. Uh, if we come across your uh, heart and your mind and, and you feel like you want to give, we'd love t- for you to give. We have a way for you to do that. And uh, so you can visit our website, which you'll see here on the screen, or you can uh, text to give. Uh, that's just a couple ways you can give. And I just want to say uh, thank you for that. And uh, so today, as we move into uh, our worship experience, we want to start by simply having a prayer. This is something we do every week. It's a simple prayer, and it goes like this. Come Holy Spirit. So come Holy Spirit. We are welcome in this place. You're invited in this place. In fact, we acknowledge that Scripture says where two or three are gathered in your name, uh, that your presence is there. So we know you're here with us today. And we just say thank you. So we're just going to ask that you would uh, show up in a powerful way, that you would do a work inside of our lives, that our lives may become holy that your love may be poured out into our lives so that um, we may pour out love into others. So we thank you for being here. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So today we're starting a brand new sermon series that we have entitled Risky Commitments. And what we're seeking in the next few weeks is we're, we're seeking for people to, uh, to be devoted to um, God's presence. We want people to be devoted and committed to God's mission, and we want people to be committed and devoted uh, to God's uh, community. But what we understand about this is that uh, is that this is going to be risky. Uh, and what we're really wanting is we're looking for results, right? We're looking for people to live holy lives. We're looking for God's Spirit to pour out love into our lives And in return, we're hoping that and praying that then love is poured out into other people's lives. But for that to happen, it takes commitment, and that's a risky move on our part. I read this. uh, I read this little story the other day, and I thought it was. I thought it was good. It was a story about a young college man who took a picture of his girlfriend to a a photographer's studio, and and what he wanted, he wanted a duplicate copy of his girlfriend's photograph. Well, this photograph was, uh, was in a frame, and so uh, the owner of the studio had to take the picture out of the frame. When he turned the picture over on the back, there was an inscription that said, Dear Tom, I love you with all my heart. I love you forever and ever. I love you for all eternity. And then it was signed, Love, Helen. But right below that, there was a P.S. that said, if we ever break up, I want this picture back. <laughs> now, I thought that was an interesting little, little story there. But I also think that that, that story kind of defines our culture when it comes to, when it comes to commitment. See, see, commitment takes dedication. It takes hard work. 
There's a mentality that uh, I, I'm in this, I'm in this for the long haul. Now, there's a difference between uh, being interested in something and being committed to something. There's a difference between being interested in something and being committed to something. See, if you're interested in something, it really doesn't take much risk. But when you're committed to something, there's a risk that's in, involved. Ken Blanchard has this, uh, has this quote, and I think it's uh, applicable here. He says, he says, there is a difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in something, you do it only when it's convenient. When you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. Let me say that again. When you're interested in something, you do it when it's convenient. But when you're committed to something, you accept no excuses, only results. See, so often in our world, instead of being committed for the long haul, you know, we, we end up living our lives looking for shortcuts. You know, there's a saying that uh, the shortest distance between two points is a shortcut. Now, I'm not sure what you think about that quote, but that actually doesn't work out so often in most of our lives. Unless maybe you're doing mathematics and you can find a shortcut in mathematics, but most areas of your life, shortcuts don't uh, help us out much. But that's especially true when it comes down to uh, our relationship uh, with God through Jesus. Like We can't take shortcuts. It calls for a commitment. It, it takes being totally devoted, and that's a risky commitment. It's a risky commitment, honestly, that too many people aren't so willing uh, to take. Now, here at Embrace, I absolutely love our, our vision statement. It, it goes like this. It, it embrace is a spirit-filled movement seeking to embrace a life with Jesus, and it includes radical compassion for the world. And our end goal, our end goal is holiness. But I love the first part of our vision statement. It says, embrace is a spirit-filled movement. Now, this is what I know about movements. I just want to know about all great movements. Is it calls for and it demands for passionate, committed people. You know how I know that? I, I look at the life of Jesus and his disciples. You look at that movement. So let, let, let's first talk about Jesus. See, one of the fundamental basic truths and essentials of the Christian faith is to understand that, that uh, God himself put on, put on flesh and bones, and he came to this earth in the form of a person, in the form of a man whose name was Jesus. And, and this is what we know about Jesus. He is God's presence. That Jesus is fully divine, and he is fully human. Now, I don't, I'm not too sure that we ever really put enough emphasis on the fact that Jesus was fully human, fully human, which means he experienced everything that we have experienced, every temptation, every trial. Uh, he, 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 he faced it. But yet, listen to Jesus. He was totally committed. He was totally committed to the Father, to the presence of the Father. He was totally committed. He was devoted to his mission to seek out and save the lost. So devoted that he gave his life for us. That's commitment. And that was risky on his part. Yet he lived it out. 
but we also have the disciples. They made a risky commitment. If we go to John chapter 6, uh, we would see that the disciples of Jesus and, and a large crowd had been following Jesus, and they were really interested. Listen, they were interested. The emphasis there is they were interested in Jesus, this crowd. And so they followed Jesus up, up a hill. And, and as the day grew long, um, it, it was getting dark, and, and Jesus was beginning to realize that the people needed to have something to eat. So he made plans to feed the crowd of at least 5,000 people. We know there were at least 5,000 men, so we had to add to that number, but at least 5,000 people. And so this little boy showed up with a few fish and some bread, and Jesus took this uh, bread, this meal, and he multiplied it over and over and over again. And people ate until they were full, and the scripture says that actually there were 12 baskets full uh, of, of food left over. See, this crowd was interested in Jesus. And this is a miracle that he performed with, with bread and some fish. Now, I get this. I, I, I get that the people were interested in Jesus. I, I, I would be interested in Jesus in that way. Like I would go and follow Jesus just so I could see his miracles. I would go to see Jesus multiply things. I would go to see Jesus perform miracles and heal people. But the concern with that is that, that, that maybe I would go and be interested in Jesus because I'd be interested in what he could do for me. Like I would go maybe because he would make life a little bit more convenient for me. I, I, I might be only interested in Jesus when, when he can do something for me. See, I might be interested in Jesus, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I would be committed to him. And honestly, there's no risk in just being interested in Jesus, but there is a risk in being uh, committed to him. Well, Jesus knew that this crowd uh, was only interested in him. So, so the next day, after he performed this miracle, after he took the bread and multiplied it over and over, over again, the next day, the next day, the crowds were looking for him. And, and when they found him, they, they simply uh, said, uh, hey, hey, Jesus, you've made life convenient for us. Hey, we, we want more bread. That's, it. That's kind of what the, they showed up because they were interested in made life. Hey, we, we want more, more bread. But Jesus took this opportunity of, of the miracle of the multiplication of the bread and the fish, and, and he took this opportunity to take that, that miracle and, and, and turn it into a teaching moment, to turn it into a moment in which he was asking people to go deeper. So, so Jesus said something like this uh, to the crowd. He, he says, hey, you look for me because you want more bread. But understand this. I am the bread of life. He says, anyone who comes to me will never be hungry and they'll never be thirsty. See, this is what, this is what Jesus wanted uh, the crowd to know. He, he wanted to know that, uh, that, that it, it's more than what Jesus can do for you, but it's who Jesus is to you. He wanted the crowd to know, hey, I, I want to go beyond just what I can do. I want you to know who I am to you. See, Jesus wanted an intimate relationship with all the people. And so Jesus doesn't want you and me just to be interested in him. He wants us to be committed to him. But commitments are, commitments are risky. It requires something for us. And so for Jesus, there's, there's a demand there. And the, and the demand is a heart change. 
The, the demand for us is, is to believe in Jesus and to particularly believe that he and the Father are one, that he is the presence uh, of the Father. See, the, see, the Father has always, has always provided nourishment for his people, right? like physical nourishment. He's always provided food. But in this instance, Jesus wanted the people, the crowd and disciples, to know that he offered up spiritual nourishment for their lives. But in order for this to happen, it was going to take a commitment on their part. See, it, it demands a surrender to Christ, an acceptance of Jesus as being the final authority. See, I think we can understand and we can grasp it that, that Jesus uh, came down uh, to, to earth. But to acknowledge a committed relationship with Jesus is going to mean that, that, going to mean that I'm going to be challenged. Like my life is it's going to be a little bit challenged and it may require a change inside of my life. Well, for a lot of people, that, that makes the story a little bit different. And that's a little bit too risky. And too many people just want to stay interested, but they don't want to make the commitment because there's too much risk there. That was the case for the people following Jesus. In fact, if we go to John chapter 6, and we start in verse 60 and read through verse 69. This is, this is what we'd read. Many of his disciples said, this is, a very, this is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? In, in other words, they couldn't understand that Jesus was the bread of life. You know, feasting on his presence was, was all they really needed. That, that he would provide eternal life, that he would provide um, abundant life, and, and that came through feasting on him. They couldn't understand that. Verse 61, Jesus was aware that his disciples were complaining, so he said to them, does this offend you? That when all you think of, that, that, when, that what will you think of when you see the Son of Man ascend to heaven again? The Spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of, you, some of you do not believe me, for Jesus knew from the beginning which ones didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, that is why I said that people can't come to me unless the Father gives them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, are you also going to leave? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You have the words that give eternal life. We believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. Listen, there were 11 men who were totally committed to Jesus, totally committed to his presence, which meant they were willing to allow Jesus to speak into their lives. They were willing to allow Jesus to transform their lives, but that required them being in his presence presence. Now, obviously, obviously today we don't have the physical presence of Jesus with us. But what we have is we have the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of the Father and we have the Spirit of the Son with us. We have the Holy Spirit present in our lives and when I use the word holy here, I, I, I think along these lines that when I say Holy Spirit, I mean, we have the love of the Father and Son being poured out into our lives. 
And the result of allowing the presence of the Holy Spirit to pour in our lives means that we are then going to be pouring out love into other people's lives. In other words, we're going to be seeking justice. We're going to be seeking goodness. We're going to be seeking mercy to be poured out into other people's lives. And that's risky. That's a risky commitment. And it begins by understanding, knowing, and believing who Jesus is, believing in Him, giving our hearts and lives to Him, and then being open to His presence to allow the Holy Spirit to be poured into your life so that the Holy Spirit may be poured out of your lives. Grace being poured in and grace being poured out. So for just a second, let's just be practical. And let's talk about some, maybe some disciplines that we need to implement into our lives so that we become devoted and committed to the presence of God, to the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Well, here's the first one. And, and you know some of these basic disciplines, and it's spending time in prayer. I, I think this is probably one of the toughest dis disciplines for people to implement into their lives. But it's as simple as just simply having a conversation with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's simply opening up our lives and just saying, hey, God, I want more of you. I want to be devoted to you, and I want to be open to hear from you. I want to speak back to you. I, I, I want dialogue with you. But it means taking time to make that happen. Here's the second discipline. It's opening up your Bible and meditating on Scripture. And those are two in one, right? Because sometimes we can open up our Bible, but maybe we don't take time to meditate on what Scripture says. See, this is, uh, this is just a simple uh, suggestion I would give to you. I would say, man, maybe you've been struggling reading your Bible. I would say, open up the Bible. Turn to the beginning of a book in the Bible. My preference Probably if you haven't been in Word for a while, it's maybe turn to one of the uh, Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and, and begin at the beginning of the Bible and just begin to read. And read until maybe you have an aha moment. Like, so, so you're reading along and, and, and something just kind of jumps out of Scripture. I did pause. Maybe underline your Bible, put uh, quotation marks around it, and just meditate on what that Scripture is. Because maybe the Holy Spirit is, has paused you there because He wants to teach you something about who the Father is and how your life may need to change. So open up the Bible, do it on a regular basis, and meditate on Scripture. And then here, here's, the, here's the last one, is that we need the influence of a community. So practice being in community, in Christian community. And it's hard to live the Christian life on your own. And we need to, uh, we need to practice we need to practice being in communion with Father as we're in communion with other people. Uh, you know, the writer of Hebrews says, uh, encourages us not to forsake the assembling of the saints because the Hebrew writer knew how important it is for us to be in Christian community with other people. And, and just let me say, if you, if you just implement these three disciplines, and there's more, if you implement these three disciplines, you're going to see your life being transformed. You're going to experience the Holy Spirit pouring into your lives. But then 
man, you're going to be seeking justice. You're going to be seeking goodness. And you're going to be seeking mercy. And all this is going to be progressively working in your life. Your life is going to be progressively changing into a holy person. So let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. Seek the presence of God. Seek to spend time with Him. Come into a full relationship with Jesus. Accept the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's a risky commitment, but it's one that's well worth it. Will you pray with me? So Jesus, we, we just thank you. One, we thank you that you were committed to the Father. And because you were committed to the Father and because you were fully human yet gave up your life for us, we have the ability to have eternal life, to have abundant life. But you simply want us to be committed to your presence. Lord, would you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, enable, empower, and equip us to grow in our faith, to grow in holiness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message, please make sure you like and subscribe to our podcast. For additional messages and resources, visit us online at embracecanton.church. Thank you for joining in with us today on the Embrace Church podcast. 